The Denver Nuggets are NBA champions. Your Denver Nuggets are NBA champions. You deserve this. This is Locked on Nuggets. You are Locked on Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily different Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us, and making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys being with us wherever you're listening, whatever platform that you're on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us those five star reviews. If you're on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button. That helps us out so much. And you're going to want to help us out because you're going to be with us a while longer because <laughs> we're going to have a lot to cover. Because your Denver Nuggets are NBA champions. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. My people, people are saying that Matt is indeed here at the DMVR. Bar. Am, Let's fact, go. The Studio DMVR. B. Uh, my name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Adam Mares from DMVR. Catch the pre- and post-game show for every Nuggets championship here at the DMVR bar as well as Nuggets content on the daily. Uh, I want to thank Kale for helping us out with production tonight. Super producer Kale, Kale over here. Super producer Kale helping us out, getting the show up and on the running. I want to thank everybody in the, in the chat section right now. It is 2 in the morning, and the party's still bumping because like the chat's just like full of folks. Appreciate you guys being with us. Uh, now, nobody's going to sleep tonight, Matt. Nobody Who, who why, would want to sleep wh- tonight? Why are they not going to sleep, Adam? Because your Denver Nuggets are the best team in the world, and not by a small margin, by the second biggest margin of the last 20 years, Whew. 16 and four. Matt, it was not close. It wasn't. It, it really wasn't. This was a dominant playoff run. Like That's why there's all this like, well, they weren't really tested because they were so dominant. <laughs> it's my favorite part. I, I, I've always aspired to be so dominant but it seemed to be so dominant that people were like, well, they weren't challenged. No, they weren't. You're correct. I want to put out a little content warning uh, before we get into this episode. Uh, Adam is going to be more off the hook than any <laughs> human has ever been on the Lockdown Podcast Network. No one has ever been as off the hook as he's about to be. Uh, really, till the end of time, this is... I've never been... I'll never be this right you know, again. Because I'll you, never be this right again. Though. I mean, the, a white, one way to say it is you could say that we were right, y'all. We were right, even when things went wrong. That's right. We were right. That's right. We were right, y'all. Try to tell you. We were right. Try to tell you. Even when things went wrong, mm-hmm. we were right. Uh, on today's show, we'll talk about the Nuggets winning the championship because that's good. What, what, what I, that seems like a good topic to talk about. I was hoping you'd go there. <laughs> it's a good take to start off with. Um, Nuggets get the win, game five over the Miami Heat, ninety four eighty nine. Um, I'm, I'm not going to look, we can go into how this game went. Can we, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of curious your thoughts of it because I actually think the game is part of the story. So I think a lot of it, yeah, I will agree with you on, on this point, which is <laughs> this team, I'm, I'm running an article right now. I've half got half written over to action that it talks about how the idea has always been defense wins championships and the nuggets in my opinion in this run have ushered in a new era 
where it might be balance wins championships, it might be offense wins championships, but it wasn't that the Nuggets didn't defend because they defended their asses off tonight. They defended incredibly well in this game. Um, they made every clutch play down the stretch, including KCP Steele on Jimmy Butler, including Aaron Gordon's block on Kyle Lowry. Like, this was... No, we, that was an incredible we block. We talk about, like... That was a disrespectful block. We, we, talk, we, we talk about, like, the hardest, like, the, the last one being the most difficult, Right. And, the, and this, was. this last challenge was, can you win when absolutely everything goes wrong offensively? Like, can, can you win when absolutely nothing goes right on the offensive end of the yeah. floor? And nothing did. Like, absolutely nothing went right uh, on the offensive end. Uh, Michael Francis asked, where's the Red Bull? They closed the bar. So I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't <laughs> I have a Red Bull if that's what you want. I oh, have my one God. Right why, did, why did you not? T- you should have always, <laughs> like, the next time I come here, that's I would like to be greeted with the Red Bull. Um Look, so much stuff went wrong, and they just kind of kept plugging, and they kept plugging. You had the Michael Porter three in the fourth quarter, and honestly, like— My God, that felt like—I mean, I'm telling you, that felt like a miracle. That's how much of a grind it was. The crowd, I will tell you this, the energy from that shot went— throughout that entire arena and yeah. then circled back into the Nuggets and it really did fuel them. Like they played better. Yeah, I'm curious about this part of it. They played better after MPJ hit that hit that shot. Like that after he made that shot, that there was a whole other level to what they were able to get to. And like it was it there's a lot to kind of get to. I guess my 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 question for you about the game um would be what did this what did this game prove to you about Denver? Well, part of why it's poetic, because, I mean, look, we would have all liked a party. We would have all liked a 20-point lead at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. You know, everybody kind of has a moment, this or that. The, the thing that people said about the Nuggets, like the Nuggets, to me, have checked boxes along the way of this run that people didn't notice, right? Yeah. But one of the things they said coming into this run was, can Denver win with defense? Yeah. Like, can Denver win an ugly game? You get in, especially when you talk about the Miami Heat, who have like heat culture yeah. and what do they do to you? They make you miss shots. They make you play below right. what you do, all of that stuff. The Nuggets, and I don't know what happened. I honestly don't. My guess would be that it's just the pressure of being right on the doorstep. Sometimes, look, we've seen it a lot of times. Game sevens, for example, are always right. ugly. Why? Because you're right on the doorstep. Tonight, the Nuggets were on the doorstep, and the shots were weird, man. They were all off by like one inch. You know, yeah. some of them were off by more than that. But a lot of the threes were off by one inch. And you're just like, how can you repeat, repeatedly have a shot go halfway down and not go in? But the question was, can you win when that happens? Can you go to something else? Is there a plan B? Defense wins championships. Everybody says about the Nuggets. They're not a defensive team. That's why I don't buy them. Denver held them to 89 points tonight. Yeah. They held them below 100 points, Matt, for the fourth time in five games. Wow. The wow. Denver Nuggets had all of this in them. They had the offense. They had the teamwork. They had the camaraderie. They had the Porter. They had the KCP. They had the Brown. They had all of that in them. Tonight, in the game that mattered the most to close it out and to win the trophy, they needed to have the ugliest game anybody's ever watched in their lives. And I'll be honest, I don't know if this one's going to be on ESPN Classic. I don't know, man. <laughs> the the highlight, you know you go on YouTube and there's the highlight mix. Yeah. This one's going to be like 30 four, seconds. 45 seconds long. And it's going to be like, all right, there was that shot, this shot, a, that a shot. Bunch, a bunch of, jo- of Joker's short shots. Yeah, that's it. Bruce Brown's put back. And Michael Porter's three. Michael Porter's okay. three. And that was and it. That's it. That's, then, all, that's all they end get. Scene. And then Aaron and, Gordon's block. And then yeah, Aaron Gordon's block. But the Nuggets did it, man. And they did it with defense. They did it with connectivity. And honestly, nine times out of ten, a team drops this one. And maybe Denver wins on the road in game six. But no. Denver was too good for that. As Draymond Green says, they didn't play with their food. 
They just went out and got a win. Um, I want to talk about like what the building is was like tonight. I want to hear about this. We'll talk about the post game in after in the second segment, and then third segment. I'm going to let you basically fire off the the dynasty. Ooh. Um, I've been coming to Ball Arena for 11 years now, and I've seen them angsty, and I've seen them loose and relaxed. I've seen that building in a whole lot of different spaces. I've seen them like excited. I've seen them nervous. There was so much hope in yep. that building. Yep. That building had so much hope in it. Like that was the best. And like the really, I was trying to figure out like a sense of the vibe because my wife has asked me like, what's the vibe like? And like, that's when it really kind of hit me because I realized that it wasn't that people weren't nervous because they were, because hope makes you nervous because you're like, I hope this goes well. I hope they win this game. I hope they win the championship. And it wasn't dread. It wasn't anxiety because there was like that. This could be something great. Like, this night could be something really great. And it really was. Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado was so full of hope for this game. And in the end, they had to face what was a extremely frustrating game from an offensive standpoint. From officiating, an officiating that, standpoint. That foul oh the Jimmy boy. Butler three is going to be studied for millennial, millennium. That was a horrible call to be reviewed, in my opinion. Just absolutely insane like what was crazy so my my thing on this is always i you know i have to accept that being close to the team i'm going to have a certain viewpoint yep and but when my vital list which is how i track twitter is full up of entirely like just writers from out of town writers with a national perspective who have no stake in this being like what like are you <laughs> what serious what was happening during that review cuz review takes like 2 3 minutes Everybody was like, "Ah, oh, that's overturned." Yes, everybody. And the game was over. If they overturned it, yes. the game had less yeah. drama. Yeah, four point game. It was a four point game in like under two minutes. And then he comes back and is like, "The call is confirmed." And like, every, like there was a. I did this. Like I, I tried not to react during during games at the at the press box, but like I scooted back. I was like, "What?" And they. And you could see in the press box, like other people were like, are you serious? It was absolutely wild. Like is the NBA is fortunate from an optic standpoint that it didn't wind up being the difference in the game because tomorrow would have been entirely about that call. Very annoying. It would have been entirely about that call. But to your point though, Matt, that's what's so great about this one. Denver won when so many things went wrong. And that's the defining trait of this, of a great team. And of this team is that they didn't win with three point shooting. They didn't win with pretty. They didn't win with a call that went their way. They didn't win with any of that. They went an ugly slugfest where nothing went right, and they still found a way to do it. And by the way, they won with defense. 89 points. Under 95 points for the fourth time in the series. What can you say now? By the way, the uh, one guy that was really great on defense tonight was Nikola Jokic. That's weird. But don't worry. They're going to spam him and pick and roll soon. It's coming up. It's coming. It's coming in game six. It's coming in game six. Um, on the other side, I want to get into what the locker room scene was like. We'll talk about that, uh, as well as I have a, a a little bit of a comparison for for what this team is and how it's become a champion. We'll do that on the other side. Uh, first, I need to tell you about eBay Sports for a championship team, which now you, Denver Nuggets fans, know about. It's all about making sure every part is a perfect 
fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time that you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right. The first time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check mark to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when every when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked on Nuggets. Thanks for joining us, making us part of your day on this Championship Tuesday. Uh, Ever J. Caffrey says, you guys aren't going to sleep, are you? Probably not. Just, Bro, just... I have a call. I have a thing with um, my guy, Tim McMahon, who I really in- enjoyed being in town and getting yeah. these guys. I got a thing with him at 10 a.m. Just so you know, when you tune into that, I will not have slept before <laughs> that. After that, I have a planned sleep from about 1030 to 1230. Can't uh, wait. Looking forward to it. Dylan says, I know Adam is in shambles when he's blinking with only one eye. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I think you're blinking with one eye. Um, a reminder, make sure to hit the subscribe button. You should do that. We got great content all the time, not just when the Nuggets win a championship. Oh, which they did. All week, this is going to be a part. You, you guys are like, hey, this is a fun. Tune in for this one. No. <laughs> no. I've got a whole week of takes ready to go, man. Yeah, like, right? We got to talk again. about We got so many different ways to break this down and tell you I told you so. Like in Ghostbusters, when they crack open the, the vault and all the ghosts get out, that's going to be Adam's takes this week, just swarming the city. My most disappointing thing is that I haven't seen Ghostbusters. Don't I'm no, I'm not going to deal with don't this right now. Anyone. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this right now. Upset? It does. It <laughs> makes me very upset. I heard it's good, but <laughs> we're going to move pretty on. Good, pretty good one. We're going to move on. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Um, so I have, I have a comparison for what this, this Nuggets team uh, is because I wrote this column tonight for action that talked about how sometimes teams are lightning in a bottle. Mm. Um, but instead, what's the most lightning in a bottle team? Probably the heat with that team where they just kind of threw 2006 in 2006 or 2013, the, the, the Heatles teams. Yeah. Right. They just like, you put a bunch of guys together and you just like figure it out. Right. Yeah. Um, and those honestly, those don't work out as often, but one thing that's even harder is this Nuggets team is a vintage wine. Mm. Like you, the, the grapes came from all over the world. They came from Sambor, Serbia, and they came from Canada with Jamal and they came from San Diego and they, San Jose, and they came from all over. And Queens, New York. And it took seven years for this thing to be ready to drink. It took all that time. And you had to weather all of the different conditions that happened. And, you had, and there's so many things that can go wrong with a bottle of wine. Natural disasters, accidents. I hate just It gets stored in the wrong place. All these types of things can ruin a vintage. But if you're patient and you do everything the right way, it comes out and is the best thing you've ever tasted. And that's what this Nuggets team is. It's a process that has started so long ago that took, and it took so many things going right. Like this Nuggets team is both the product of an incredible amount of work by so many people from Tim Conley and Calvin Booth and Tommy Balchettis and all the guys in the front office and Josh Kroenke and Stan Kroenke and Michael Malone and his staff uh, and Nikola Jokic and Gary Harris and Paul Millsap and Will Barton and Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon and KCP and Christian Brown. Christian Brown? 
Came up big. Uh, it took all of this at once in order for this to combine in this way. Um, so I will regale you with tales from the locker room. Um, yeah, I want to hear these. I honestly, because I haven't been on Twitter, I haven't been online, so I haven't, like, I have hours worth of just watching video later on, but tell me, take us inside, I want to hear about it. So you come in and there's this big tarp in front. How many people are inside, by the way? Oh, gosh, there's... Non-players. There's probably 55-ish people. Wow. There's, I mean, it's packed. Like, it's, wow. it's, it's packed. Man. And, like, you're passing people that you've known forever. And, like, Katie Wingy's just completely soaked with champagne. Wow. Like, headed, and she's just like, hi! Yeah. With her usual Katie, Katie energy. And, like, there's Vic Lombardi, and there's all these writers, and half people are doing serious journalism, and half of them are just kind of there to, to absorb the moment. Um, and, like, one thing I will say is, like, Joker, that, that was where I think Joker was happiest. I saw Joker coming out of off the court and he just looked annoyed. And then, but when he got in the locker room, like you could tell, like just having fun with the guys, with the fellas that he really was enjoying it. There's a video of him throwing Jamal Murray in the pool. Um, there's, he, he was like taking random bottle. Like he was just passing people by and then being like, ram, like finding a random bottle and just dumping on somebody's head. Um, there was Jeff green and Deandre Jordan. Man, tell me about the vets. I always wonder like, so like DeAndre Jordan, it was, it was really cool. DeAndre Jordan, most of his comments were about like how proud he is of those other guys. Like yeah. he, you know, and, and you know, he was like, we put so much work into this and we knew that we could do this. And we like, but it took so much work from everybody to do this. And all those guys that had come together, I'm so proud of those guys. Um, and Jeff Green was the same way. Jeff Green joked when he came, like he came out of the locker room and somebody was like, congratulations, Jeff. He's like, thank you. Long time coming. And they're like, how long? And he's like, 27 years. Uh-huh. Um, he was just, yeah. there's a real sense of satisfaction from Jeff Green. And was Mike Malone in the locker room? Yeah, he was in there too. Like he was he was in there for, at first and then he went out and did his media and then came back in and was still hanging out with them. Uh-huh. Malone was, he was really happy. Yeah. And I, I kind of, I wrote about this too, that Malone is somebody, a player once said that he's as competitive as the players. Uh, I think he's more competitive. Yeah. Like they said, then they said like he might actually be more competitive than some of us. But what he's talked about in terms of that is like, all right, you can want to win, but you hate to lose. Like that's a very famous Moism, right? It was really cool tonight to see him happy to win. Right. And he talked about his dad and he talked about calling his parents and talking to them. They weren't able to be in the building tonight. Michael Malone is a lifer. Mm-hmm. Like he's a lifer coach. He's been an assistant in the league forever. And his dad's been in the NBA forever. And to have accomplished this and to be on this level, I can't imagine what it must be like for his dad to be so proud of his son uh, and for Malone to have carried this legacy. And like, these are the stories, Adam, that to me are like the most important part of covering a championship. And the reason is because look, I come on here and I talk about the money and the politics and the superstardom and the branding and all of this stuff. But like at its core is this incredible game that has been shepherded and carried forward by so many amazing players. And there's so much work that goes into every basketball, every NBA game. Like that is the product of so much goddamn work. The heat, like Bam Adebayo, like I have so much appreciation and admiration in my heart for Bam Adebayo because he battled and fought in what was, 
I like he knew it was a losing effort. And he even in this game, like that Heat team, there's so many teams that are just like, we're just here for the plane ride. Right, right. And those guys were seriously like, no, we're gonna drag you to hell and we're gonna win this game and we're going back to Miami. They almost did. And Denver had to take it from them. Yep. And Denver did. And they just like, we're gonna give them all those credit. But like this game is told in those stories. It's about yeah. all of that work that goes in. And to see these players in that moment, like Jamal was so emotional. Yeah. And he cares so much. And so to see these guys, all of the hours that they've put in, all the injuries that they've suffered, all the time that they've put in, all those times in the gym, all those moments when they've doubted themselves, all those moments when they've wondered, like, can we do this? All those January games where you lose a whatever, the March games where you lose the Spurs and you're like, well, okay, hopefully we can get this right. To have gone through all that and then you win the first fran- you win the first championship in franchise history. You started the story of championships for the Denver Nuggets. The first chapter in Denver Nuggets championship history was written by you. Yep. And you get to own that story. And that to me is like the best part of watching this. So seeing those guys, there, there are two things I always hear in, in championship locker rooms. The first is nobody can tell me nothing. <laughs> yeah. And the second- Said that one a lot tonight myself. And the second one is, this is one that's always real. Like it's, I heard it again tonight. No one can ever take this away from me. Right. Because I think that so much of being a professional athlete is feeling like like not just fans or media, but like the other players are trying to tear your heart out. Right. Like the other teams are, and like the game itself is trying to grind you down and take from you, and like you know, mitigate, try and get your contract value down, what you think you're worth, all this, like all of that is trying to wear you down, and no one can ever take this moment away from you. You, they are the Denver Nuggets are champions. Jamal Murray. From here on, and he's got a lot of good, great basketball ahead of him. He's 26. He's got so much basketball. I think about him. it all the time, man. And he's been hurt for two years, so he's really, like, even younger than that. He's got so much in front of him. But no matter what happens, he's a champion. Aaron Gordon, who took such a risk in his career by being like, yeah, I'll, okay, the Nuggets, good. I'll, like, this is what I want. And being like, yes, I will embrace this role. Yes, I will do all these things. Yes, I will, I will do all the dirty work. Yes, I will do the defense. He can say that he's a champion because of those decisions that he made. And then it just must be incredibly, incredibly validating. And all those guys um, were just absolutely incredible. There was, I will say this, there was more champagne poured at this one than any other one I can remember being in. Is that right? There was, I mean, I have Wait, video. how many have you been to? Uh, I've been in... Name them off, the ones that, that were. Okay, I've been in uh, 2011. That's the Heat. No, no, that's the Mavs. Uh, I've been in Mavericks, Heat... Heat, Spurs. Wow, most. <laughs> that's a that's four in a row. It's 15, 14, 15. Warriors. Is 15. Warriors. Uh, I missed I missed sixteen in Cavs. Oh, that would have been because my my daughter was born. Um, All right, we'll give you a pass. Thank you. Uh, Seventeen was Warriors. Yeah, the there again. You were there. Yep, I was there for Warriors, Warriors again. again. Eighteen. I was there for Toronto and Rat- you were. Yeah, I was in Toronto Matt. and Toronto in nineteen. More championships than Bill Russell. And then twenty, obviously missed for the bubble. And then uh, this was the first one. Since yeah, then? so you didn't wear the at Bucks one. and you weren't at Warriors. Yeah, I wasn't at Bucks and I wasn't at Warriors. Wow. So this was this was. That was That's then. crazy. How, yeah. Is there anything that com- contrasts to those? Um, was there, like, what was the most unique thing about this one? Emotion. This one was really emotional. Really? Yeah. From who? Jamal. I heard he cried like a baby. He did. DeAndre. 
Really? Uh, yeah, DeAndre was really like he was he was very much like he earned it, man. He was partying. I, I mean, I, history, I don't know that we'll remember this as it, but his contributions were immense. Yeah, like he mattered. He mattered for this team. Um, one of my fun, my favorite things is that Christian Brown can't drink, so he's just standing on the sideline, being like, he can't. He's too. I think he's too young. Do those rules apply in a locker room of a championship game with the cameras around? For sure. So he was just like there, and he was very happy and very excited. But it was really funny. And then like Peyton Watson's, Peyton Watson's just on camera. Like he's just a guy's phone out. He's like total. He's he's yeah. He's just. They're all yeah. doing this, and then they're like, it, but it was really cool. Like Ish Smith and Jeff, I have a picture of Ish Smith and Jeff Green and DeAndre together with a trophy, and like that to me is just like a really cool moment. But even those guys, man, like you really see it. Like Ish, did he play in the playoffs? I don't even know if he played, but his impact was big. Next to the CB is twenty two according to Wikipedia, so I guess he was able to drink. I just didn't catch him doing it. Yeah, maybe he, um, he didn't want the calories. Everyone was just absolutely. I like I said, I've never. I everyone was absolutely soaked. Um, you know, was pretty happy was Josh Kroenke. Josh Kroenke was pretty happy with this result. Boy, talk about he deserves to talk, be. Talk about can't tell me nothing. <laughs> Jeez, he probably has a great life. I, I kind of imagine. <laughs> you think <laughs> that you think cool. the billionaire multi champion? I just sometimes I wonder, I'm like you know what? I bet it, I bet he's happy. I bet, I bet his life's okay. He's all right. Um. Yeah, Jeff was 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 emotional too. Um, the Murray emotion, though, man, to me is the coolest one. Man, that guy really—I think he's an emotional person. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I, I really do, and in ways both good and bad. But I think for the most part, really, really good. And all the stuff he goes to, he's been so stoic about it and this or that. But I heard from Harrison Wynn that he was extra emotional, even at the podium. We saw the video of him getting yeah. emotional at the podium, and it's like you know what—that's real. Yeah. I always think about to Damian Lillard talking about I look at guys when they win a title and I think is that real or not? Like, man, there ain't no question of Murray. That was real, man. That was real. And it was earned. And that's the thing about it is these moments don't mean anything unless they're earned. And this team earned them tenfold. Uh Bruce Brown did tell the Denver Post that he is open to returning, that money isn't everything. What? I mean, that's the stuff you say when you're like in the middle of this moment. So we'll see how much that lasts. I hope he screams it at Civic Center Park on Thursday during the parade. I hope he says it as well. But either way, I will say this. Bruce Brown is a nugget, man. I know that sounds weird, but Bruce Brown, I mean, endeared forever as one of those guys. You know, there is for the Broncos, the Avs. Those are the two teams that have won titles. And every single championship, there's the guy that's like, yeah, but he's more than whatever his value was. He's something more than that. Bruce Brown's that guy. So, if, first of all, whether he comes back or not, it remains the same. I hope he comes back because I feel like there will be more on the table. But either way, man, that is a Bruce Brown is a special person. He's from Boston. He went to Miami, and now he is here in Denver. To me, he is a Denverite. He is a Coloradan. He is a champion, and I hope people remember him forever. He told Gary Washburn of the uh, Boston Globe that uh, he's taken the – He's gonna take the trophy back to Dorchester so the kids can see what you can accomplish that you can get out of there and, and what you can see. And I was just like, oh man, um, not bad for the six foot four Bruce Brown. Not bad for Bruce Brown. Uh, all right. On the other side, uh, I'm gonna let this guy fire off uh, a little bit of conversation. He's been waiting for this on this show, so we're gonna talk a little bit about what. Uh, well, you know, you want to, uh, I'll tease it this way. Okay. 
The Denver Nuggets had one unifying message tonight after the championship yeah. when asked from to a man, whether it was Calvin Booth, Josh Kroenke, Michael Malone, all the way down. They have zero intention of being finished. For them, this is just the start. We'll talk about that on the other side on Locked On Nuggets. So first, I need to tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook where uh, somebody won pretty good money tonight uh, from some bets he put in on the Denver Nuggets that he never told anyone about, didn't log them in the app or anything that he did. <laughs> My bets um, hit first and hold on a second. Uh, make your way to FanDuel right now because new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. It's FanDuel.com slash Locked On, FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. Checking my account right now. Okay. Back here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us, making us part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us on a Tuesday morning after, oh, I don't know, the Nuggets won the championship. That's the thing that happened. Um, Adam, put your phone down. You can check your money later. Um, Is there one or another? All right, look, man. Um, There's the. Do you want to go to the past and what could have been, or do you want to go to the future and what might be? First of all, I just want to stick in reality in the present at the moment. You, Matt, you and I have been sitting next to each other at Nuggets games since 2015. Yep, the true story. Yep. I was very high on Jokic early on. Yes, you were. You were skeptical, I but was. nonetheless, you you came around. I have to give you credit because there are people that haven't come around, and there are people that didn't come around until like two weeks ago. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. hey, man, you were you in the relative terms of if we look at this as an eight year arc, you were early. That's true. You were early on the, on you know? the scale. It might have taken a, a year or two or this or that, but you were still very very early on all of this. I'm telling you, and the people watching the show and the people that have been listening in tonight, by the way, through the bar, there are so many people that mentioned Locked On in particular. We're just like, hey, man, years. You know, I remember the people bring up podcasts. I don't even remember. Like, I remember this one. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, did I say that? <laughs> did I, I say that? I don't remember that. That doesn't sound like I'd say. From the very beginning, man, sports are fun when they give you something to believe in, as ridiculous as it can be. Because sports aren't that important, and giving like certain emotions and different things into then makes them important. And they make him this and that. And when you, we all collectively see Jokic and he inspires us to believe in crazy things. When you, when you feel that inspiration in 2015 and then again in 16 and then again in 17 and a little bit more in 18 and a little bit more in 19, and then all of a sudden in 2020, it's overwhelming and you're like, what am I doing? Am I, this is like a cult I'm in right now. I feel like I'm, I'm like obsessed with this, this guy and this team and all these different things. And then to get it rewarded. And I keep saying this, Matt, but. They didn't eke by a championship. No. Nope. They didn't sneak in. No. Nope. They didn't get that lucky bounce at the end that got to the corner and then Ray Allen hit the three and like let's review the tape and oh yeah, by the tip of his toe or this or that. They dominated it. When your faith is rewarded the way that all of our faith, people watching this, is rewarded in this one, there's nothing like it. There's so many cool things you get to experience in life, you know, and all of them are, are unique. You Falling in love, finding friends, doing ventures, having kids, you know, all of the different positives and ups in life. And I don't want to rank them and say what this, this better, this or that or that. But this one of believing in something and seeing something and being like, you know what? I kind of think it's special. I kind of think there's something here and getting to go through every single step, every single micro step along the way and then be rewarded with this. 
again, I don't want to rake them against the other experiences of life, but my God, am I lucky that I got to experience this. And all the people watching it get to experience it along with us. What the Nuggets did was unprecedented. Fandom, this was almost certain to fail. This whole experience was almost certain to be disappointing in some way. Tonight, it was the opposite of disappointing. It was the most inspiring, the most hopeful, the most spectacular, the most awesome. Everything about it was so perfect. And the fact that you said earlier, we might not be done. This might be actually the first chapter in what might be a Dostoevsky-esque book, a long, thick book. That's how it feels right now. And when you go through all of this, it's like it's it reminds you that it's good to dream big in life. We didn't accomplish anything. We just watched this right. other people accomplish something. And here we are talking about it every day. But when you see that, you go, why don't I aim for the stars? Why don't I aim big? Why don't I do all this stuff? And tonight, the magic that was in the DNVR bar, the magic that was in Ball Arena, and the magic that was inside that locker room, it's all the same. It's this inspiration that gives meaning to all the silly stuff we do, staying up till 2 o'clock in the morning, following this team. And it's, I, I mean, I just, my heart is overwhelmed with joy and love and passion and all of these things that I'm like, it's worth it, man. It was so worth it to go through this whole experience and to be sitting here right now talking to you and just reveling on all of it. I mean, it, 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 it's like gives meaning to life. And I know that sounds grandiose, but it's also true. You know, what's funny is um, I knew when after game three, I knew they were going to win the championship. And <laughs> that's they, been the story of the series, by the way, that there's all been these peaks that came before the actual peak. And yep. you're kind of like, well, I know how this ends. I didn't know how this ends. They were going to win the championship. And one of the things I thought was I was like, well, I was like, they're going to talk about how like everyone's going to do the, hey, this could be a dynasty formula. The Nuggets aren't going anywhere. And about how like everyone was going to talk about, you know, like, like, no, like they like, this is a new era of like dominance or whatever. And I was going to be like, look, you've waited 47 years for this. Just be here now. Right. Like I was going to be like, just be here now. But, but you want to change? I was thinking about on the way over here is I was like, I'm not going to say that anymore. And the reason I'm not going to say that, Adam, is because of what I experienced in that building tonight with all that hope. Yeah. I'm just like, no, you know what? Like you get to enjoy tonight and be hopeful about tomorrow. Right. Like you get to hold on to that. The, these moments that let us feel hope about something, because God knows there's so much in life that does that that tries to take those things away from us. So like, yeah, if you're a Nuggets fan tonight, be like, you know, do this again next year. We're hey, good. you know, I mean, next year, come got, on, got Jamal and got Jamal and Aaron and everybody. Like the whole whole starting five is locked up. They weren't tested, Matt. They weren't. They were actually tested, I will say, in the third quarter. Yoke stepped up, just dominated, and I was like, all right. What was it, 10 points? Down, yeah. down to tide, like, immediately when yeah. Yoke was like, all right. Let yeah, me he was just like, all right, let's, let's, not, let's be done with this. Um, yeah, and here's the thing. When we look back at the run, everyone's going to be like, well, they weren't tested. And I'm just like, look, when Booker went for 36 on 80% shooting in back-to-back -back games, there is that moment where you're like, what if he just keeps doing this? Right. You know, like I was going into game five. I was like, I don't know. Like, we'll see. Can I tell you something? No, that's what's, that's what's so encouraging about this is he was only needed a few times. He made those when it was needed. Yeah. The rest of the time it wasn't needed, including tonight. And like. Murray too, by the way. I don't want to just make this a yoke thing. Like a lot of guys were there when it was needed. I will say this is one of the differences, I think, between the Heat's run and the Nuggets run is. Because everyone's gonna be like, well, the Heat beat the beat the Bucks, the number one seed, and they beat the Celtics, number yeah. two, and then the number two. 
But one thing I will say is the Nuggets got the best punch, I think, from not the Wolves. I'll give the Wolves a pass because they had the, like their injuries were really significant. They to me though they got the best punch from the Suns. You think? I disagree, man. You really do? Yeah, I want to hear it though. So I mean, I, they I, did win two games, so you have a starting from a strong place. Yeah, they won two games, tied yeah. the series. It was tied yeah. out. It was tied. It was after tied. Four games. Yep, it was tied. Um, but that was the thing is like the best punch was always going to be Booker just does insane things. Like that was always going to be the best punch because if you're and then in the conference finals you could say like that team was like the defense right? is like what are you going to do and game two was a slog. Game two was tight and ugly. And in, in game four, they're down 15 and a half. So like the Lakers did everything where it's like, this is how you beat the Nuggets is you build a lead with good defense and you have a big lead at half. And the Nuggets were like, nope, nope, not happening. Same thing tonight where it was like, again, they, so many other teams that Miami faced just like spiraled off when all of the things went wrong. They could not recover from those things. And Denver was just like, just kept coming. And it's it's really amazing. For as much as I've called them the zombie heat, you know, Denver was pretty was unkillable in these playoffs. Like there wasn't anything that anyone could do to really like you couldn't put them. There are some, there are times when teams are pushed to that edge and they have to like battle all the way back. And that's what I think people are talking about when they talk about like facing adversity or whatever. But for me, it's that like Denver didn't have to do that because Denver knew always. They're like no, we're good. Like, it's going to be fine. Like, Jamal was telling guys tonight at the game, like, that was caught on, on one of the mic'd up segments of just like, yeah, no, like, we're going to be fine. It's okay. Yeah. Like, we're right where we need to be. The reason I disagree with you about the Suns is Devin Booker made some lucky-ass shots, and then that was the only reason that they was even close. And those games were, by the way, very close, three and four, very, very close, and Denver eked out. Nonetheless, I said this earlier, and it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but also true. I just don't think Denver was ever tested. I mean, I think they were tested, you know, like they had to dig in, they had to actually get it done. But I just mean, I think that Denver always had another punch or two in every series. They, I think they had more left than than what was required of it. And that's so encouraging because a lot was required of them in this one. But they're that good. And look, man, the team has reason to believe that their core pieces can get better, whether they lose a Bruce or not, or, or, or this or that, or injury luck or what have you. But... All of the guys, to me, are getting better. Their yeah. chemistry is getting better. Yeah. And it really does feel like year one of, of a thing that was built to last. Uh, a couple more comments. Uh, I have no idea if Joker's going to be at the parade or not. He'll be at the parade. He'll be at the parade. I'll say it's 50-50. He'll be at the parade. I'll say it's 100. Um he wants to get home, but you know what? Yeah, put him in the pool for a few days. <laughs> it's true, and I think he's I think he's gonna enjoy tonight a lot. Um, it he was, should. There's so much family there tonight too. That was another thing. Like, there's just like a lot of family. Like, it was just the the families coming through, the Jamal's brothers and the Jokic's brothers and Jamal's dad. Uh, like, there's kids running around from the front office, and it's just like there's just there was a lot. There's a real family atmosphere there. What I love about this one, I'm glad to hear that. But what I love about this one is earlier in the year, there were people that would say, you know, like, man, if the Bucks would have just got by, they would have done this. Or, yeah. man, if the Suns or this or that or whatever. The way this played out, there's no caveats. Nope. There's no asterisks. The Nuggets were the best team in the NBA this year by a wide margin. And everybody and everybody has had to just be like, yep. And there's they're so good. 
and so much better than everyone else that the NBA of 2023 is a line of demarcation. I don't know if it lasts for a year, for two, for three, for four, for five, six, seven. I have no idea. I'm not going to do the LeBron thing. All I know is that every GM has a couple weeks to the front until the draft and a couple weeks past that till the free agency. And every single one of them is going to say, how do we beat the Denver Nuggets? Because that team looks unbeatable. You know what? Welcome to the golden era. You're chasing the Denver Nuggets. We'll be back tomorrow. Well, we'll be, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow in some form. I don't know what version of this we're gonna get, but we'll try and piece. I feel like I was subdued. I feel like I was rational. You, were, you no, you were. You were. I could be way bigger. I could you, talk about how you waxed, has any other player ever had an average a thirty point triple oh, double in the okay, playoffs? Okay, I could say. 16 and four and you know a combined what nine points in those There's four time. losses hold on i could say you know i could say that statistically if we look at the advanced stats and people have been telling me matt for years the advanced stats got it wrong mm -hmm. but they keep getting proved wrong we could look at that and say that Jokic just had the greatest playoff run in the nba history we could say that the advanced stats say Jokic is a top three player all time maybe they're a little give or take two or three maybe he's top five player we could say any of that. I'm not saying it. I'm just right now. I'm just talking about the game. I'm just talking about you know yeah, the immediacy of it. I'm not. I'm not going past all of that. Sure. I'm not going past all the historic things that Jokic did. I'm not talking about how a second team all center somehow just beat more all stars than ever before in NBA Finals. I'm not talking about how Jamal Murray somehow has never made an all star game yet. Nobody else could have done what he did. I'm not talking about that, man. I'm just just reliving the game. The, the chat likes this very much. What's, what do they like? The, the, they like what I'm talking about, how Jokic's PER is like Michael Jordan's absolute apex, that in a game where nobody can make a shot tonight, Jokic goes 12 of 16. You know, it was an ugly game. Nobody shot the ball. One guy shot the ball. But outside of that, nobody else. He was the leading scorer. I could talk about that stuff. I'm just saying... Tonight, I just kind of want to celebrate a championship, an NBA championship. And we'll have uh, more time to do that throughout the week. Okay. We will have more reaction from the Nuggets winning the championship. Uh, we'll get your details on the parade as I'm, well. I'm not talking about how LeBron James hasn't been swept except for by the Warriors and the Spurs. And after he played the Nuggets and got swept, he contemplated retirement. retirement. It was so it was so bad, Matt. It was so True. bad. I'm not talking about how the Phoenix Suns have fan pages out there going, we took two teams off the Nuggets. Two games. Two games. We took two games off of them as a brag. Yeah. Like, that's like the way you brag about your season. We took two games, games off the Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. Two games off the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Like, man, that's really good. Nobody else did. Good job. Good job, man. Good job. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Make sure to uh, rate, review, subscribe, follow us, hit the like button. Nobody can touch us. We'll be back with more coverage of your now defending NBA champion Denver Nuggets here on Locked on Nuggets. Oh, I got to go over here to turn this off. Hold on a second. Keep talking, Matt. What do we got? Oh, I can turn it off from here. Oh, can you? Yeah.